Welcome to the Wags of SEI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke Paget. Our partner's spinal cord injuries are what brought us together, and our common bond as caregivers to quadriplegics helped us to create the advocacy group Wags of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury. We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle, and our mission is to spread awareness and positivity from our unique perspective. So join us each week as we tackle deeper discussions around being a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SEI podcast. Here we go. The episode you're about to enjoy is brought to you by Anchor Medical Supplies. This company is very special to us as it is owned and operated by a quadriplegic. His name is Paul and his WAG of SCI, Jessica. They have been married for 22 years and they strive to provide the best service in the industry for catheters and ostomy products. Anchor Medical Supplies is based in Georgia, but work with nationwide Medicare, Medicaid, and many private insurance companies, including Blue Cross and TRICARE. They work with your doctor's office to get prescriptions organized and they bill insurance directly. They ship discreetly to your door without any hassles. They are passionate about advocating for those with disabilities. And most of their staff are individuals that have been affected by paralysis themselves. Their personalized services include monthly check-ins, expert advice, and customized products. This makes them a company we can really rely on and trust. They know the SCI life, and they understand how important peer support can be. If you aren't sure you want to change providers, subscribe to their monthly newsletter. Jessica curates the latest SEI news, new products, and advice so you can stay informed and connected. Just go to their website, anchormedsupplies.com, and fill out the easy form. Give Jessica and Paul a call today at 1-833-667-8669, or you can visit their website at anchormedsupplies.com and tell them the Wags of SEI sent you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Wags of SEI podcast. We're super excited to have you back on and listening along with us today. And we are coming to you from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Once again, we are in isolation. We are not together. Um, so we're podcasting from our bedroom, from our little forts that we made in our bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm in like a little bit of a pillow fort here with a blanket <laughs> over top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You make it work. You make it work for your home environment. And it's all about reducing that, you know, background noise. It's pretty tough with a household full of quads and, and dogs but we make it work, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So if you guys do hear a little bit of a bark, you'll know where we're at. (laughs) Yeah, so the sound may not be as clean as it usually is. It's just because we're at home. We're doing the best that we can. Um, Today's podcast is, is exciting because it's the first time we're doing a podcast with a cocktail. (laughs) That's right. So, So Brooke and I are having a podcast happy hour. Yes. So today's episode is is called COVID cocktails and current events. And we're just going to kind of discuss, you know, what's going on in our lives in kind of more casual environment um, of our homes and together. And, you know, we can't meet each other for happy hour and have these discussions really anymore. It's just over text and FaceTime. So we thought we'd kind of like bring you guys into the loop and hopefully make you guys on the other end of this podcast feel less alone at home. I know you probably are isolating still with your partners and, you know, wherever you 
you are in the world. We just want you to know that you're not alone and we're here to have some fun today. Mm-hmm. That's right. So in terms of current events, these are current events that have happened in our lives that we wanted to kind of share with you guys. And maybe some of you can relate and maybe some of you have gone through some of these things too. Yeah. So to start off conversation about COVID-19. Yeah. I don't know, I know about you, Elena, but I have been kind of avoiding the news the past week. Um, I found that I was getting a bit too wrapped up in all of it in the changing um kind of like COVID landscape. And I just, I was, it wasn't really serving me at all. It was just making me feel a bit anxious more, more than I already am. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, you know what, if there's something super important, I'll hear about it, I'm sure, but we're just going to keep isolating. And I know in British Columbia, where we're from, um, the prime minister has of Canada has extended the lockdown for another two weeks. Um, and they're kind of, we're t- kind of just like, playing it by ear I guess right Elena I don't know yeah yeah we are I think there's a lot of like there's so much mixed information out there though that uh, I don't even know what to think anymore you know they're saying don't go out unless you really have to don't go to beaches and parks but you can if you're gonna social distance and and isolate Mm -hmm. it's like isolate but you can still share food with your friends like deliveries and stuff so i don't know i think there's a heap of mixed information out there it's pretty i don't know it's kind of hard to tell right and you don't want to be like super judgmental because you see other people or friends or family doing things that you're not doing but it's hard you know mm-hmm. we're all locked up and we're both all kind of going a little bit stir crazy and we're missing our you know our nature walks and our beaches and maybe the food that we once really enjoyed we're not able to have that anymore right yeah um i mean evan and i we went out for a walk yesterday we were gonna go walk to the car this is the first time that he's actually been out um in i don't know almost two months, like outside of the property of our apartment. And so it was kind of stressful, but we put our masks on and we went and we were going to go for a drive and find a park to toss um, the ball for our dog. And it was like, we found a park and it was dead. And then we got there and it was like, all of a sudden everybody started coming. I think it was just the hour of the day. It was like two o'clock and people just started coming with their children and they weren't controlling their children. Their children were were going by us and coming too close. And then there were people throwing their, their balls for their dog and not social distancing. And it was just, it was too much. And like I said to Evan, when we got home, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that again for a while. It it takes way too much out of me. Like I felt like I had been like hit by a truck. <laughs> well, because it's stressful, right? Because you can't control other people in other situations. So you can kind of absorb some of that stress a little bit, not to mention the, the preparation to go out. You know, I don't know how, you know, you see our fr- frontliners wearing triple masks mm-hmm. and the gowns and the suits and, and all the gloves and, you know, like I was out at the store the other day and I wore two masks. I wore a surgical mask and then I wore um, the mask that you dropped off for me that has a filter inside that you can change and wash mm-hmm. the filter. And even with the gloves, like my hands are all sweating and, you know, my fingers are <laughs> starting to poke through the gloves because I, I have like 
extra small gloves and I have extra large hands. So <laughs> it's, it's not the best <laughs> situation. <laughs> but <laughs> um, we have these gloves like, given to us like when Dan first had his injury for our home care team. So I just found all these boxes of them downstairs in our storage. So I thought I hit a gold mine. But every time I put them on, it's like a bad, bad scenario. <laughs> so anyway, it's like they look like they're like so tight. They're part of my skin. <laughs> And, that's really funny and uh yeah so i and you know e- there's a place close to us sun given foods it's like kind of like a smaller market but it has everything and nobody's social distance people just mm-hmm. kind of step around you they come up behind you and they're like oh sorry so it's kind of, it's hard it's hard not to get all caught up and wrapped up in in the anxiety of it all Mm-hmm. Except for just to stay home, you know, stay home, create your own oasis. Um, we've been doing puzzles. We have like a little arm bike for Dan to do some exercise inside and, you know, just messing around in the little garden and just finding other things to do that we really have a lot of value in. And the time together, I mean, I think at the beginning of this, I told everybody, I was like, I love my partner so much. It's so great. And now it's like, I've <laughs> been testing us a little bit too. So it's good. Lots of room for doing internal work and improvement. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, like, like you and I were saying the shift within like the universe right now is huge and it's impacting you guys too. Right. And, and Ty, when your dog. Yeah, our dog is an empath. He like absorbs. Well, I mean, all dogs really are like they, you know, I don't know if everybody's watched Caesar Milan, but dogs pick up on our mindsets and our internal struggles. And they, they're like telepathic, they're empathetic, and they pick up on our stuff. So our dog has really been, you know, when I came home yesterday, he was like, really upset because he could feel that I was just kind of like, my I had a storm in my heart and I was really trying to like relax and I ended up getting into bed super early because I was like oh I just feel like so drained it looked it took everything for me to go out and walk and I'm like you know what Mm -hmm. it's funny because I remember you know walking um with our dog and going to toss the ball it's a big part of our life and my husband and I normally we go out like you know three times a day to run our dog because he's a high energy breed and like we're used to it. And then now it's how we haven't done it in so long. So he's kind of like, you know, he's a little bit more hyper and like, he's really trying Mm -hmm. to like, he's been so good, but he picks up on our stuff. He picks up on our anxiety. So it's been, it's been interesting for him. It's, it's, and also it's been interesting for, for Evan, my husband, because when we went out yesterday, he's so used to me being like oblivious when we're, we're walking. It's just like, I, when I'm out walking, I'm looking at the trees, I'm looking at the flowers, I'm taking photos of nature and I'm just kind of not being attention to people around me and now now it's like almost the opposite it's like almost too much for him like he's like Brooke you're you're paying attention to everybody way too much he's like it's just not worth it for us to do this he's like it's too it's too dangerous for us he's like who cares he's like it's only going to be a few more months of this like whatever well let's deal with it and I'm like yeah you're right let's just stay in (laughs) like whatever yeah yeah exactly and and you know going back to what you were saying about you know, not listening to the media and the news and the tabloids and everything about what's going on in the world. You know, I've, I feel like we've kind of taken a step back to where we don't turn on the news anymore because it's just, it's, it's a lot. Right. And we know what's going on. We know what we need to do. We know the regulations that, you know, finally I'm just kind of hoping it'll die down a bit, but moving into our current events. um, So my mom is in a, long-term 
um, I guess like a long-term care home in Kelowna, BC, um, out here in Canada. And so my mom has Parkinson's. So this last year I got her all set up, put in this awesome care home. It's really not medical. It's more like living at a all-inclusive resort. They have cocktail hour, they have games nights, they have karaoke, they have like piano, they have all this stuff. They have a spa, they have a pool, you know. It's very social. Very, very social. They do bingo. Like they have a really good situation going on there. And it took a lot for you to get your mom into that home too. A lot. Yeah, it did. It, <laughs> 2018, it took a lot. 2019 was full of stressful yeah. situations for you for sure. When it yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And my mom, you know, this care home where she lives is about a four hour drive from me, which is, it's not that long. Like it's a quick quick uh you know hop on the highway and you're there but weather depending because we're from canada we have snowstorms we have you know yeah, it's like through the mountains for those of you who don't know british columbia it's like we live on the mainland her mom lives in the interior so you have to go through the mountains to get there and you know it, the interior here is like it's like a desert it's like there's wine country there's it's very deserty mm-hmm. with lakes so different than where we, where we are but you have to go through like yeah. crazy weather changes to get there right yeah exactly and so, uh, so so long story short I was adopted with my sister um, at the age of eight from Siberia Russia by my mom single parent fierce fierce feminist Teacher. Yeah, teacher. She was just she had a lie about um, her marital status because she, you know, they wanted her to have a husband in order to adopt. And so anyways, long story short, she got us out of Russia when I was eight. Um, and yeah, so my mom's kind of been like our entire world. And <clears throat> so my mom has actually, she's had Parkinson's since I was about in grade four. And it's just that a really scary place now that it's really progressed. And she's had multiple brain surgeries, which has, you know, it takes a toll on you. So, you know, she's, she's a fighter, that's for sure. So it took us a long time to finally kind of get her in a really good situation where, you know, the loss of independence and getting older, and then you've got illness on top of that, you know, that that can be a scary place. So it took us a while to get her in a good spot. And not so, only that, Elena, I remember when this was all happening, when you were trying to find care for your mom and trying to get her to, into this this new home and and how she kind of was like not wanting you to be involved because she doesn't want to put an extra burden on you. And I remember that was so hard for you because, you know, her view of your situation is very different as to like how right. you want her to view it. Right. Like, exactly. She's not a burden, right? No, not at all. It's my mom. It's my only parent. You know, this is somebody who's giving me a, a chance at life. Like, I feel like I've won like the life lottery. But, you know, like yeah. I was taken from an orphanage in in Russia to where I am now. And now I'm like sitting here sharing this with you guys over a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy how quickly, you know, my life just took a different a different route. And I have opportunities that I would have never had before. And, you know, I always want to I always say this for those of you who have heard me talk about my mom. Um, I always want to make her proud and I want to make sure that she knows that, you know, I'm doing something good with my life and helping other people and the way she's helped me. So anyways, it's a, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, I, I like Elena texted me yesterday and she was like, oh, I'm so excited. My aunt, because, you know, you'll get into that in a bit, but her mom is staying with her aunt now and she's playing her podcast, our podcast to her. It's the first time she's heard it. I'm so excited. Yay. And it was just so cute because it was like her mom's finally getting an insight into what Elena does. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we had when we were on the cover of the paraplegic um, news, the the magazine or whatever. Um, they veterans, gave us an issue. Yeah, veterans. Yeah, the vet- yeah. paralyzed the veterans, veterans of America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and they gave us a copy of the magazine, and you know, we got one each. And I gave my only copy to my mom a while ago, so I think that was the extent of what she knew that we were doing with Wags, which was, you know, she was like, "Oh, this is cute. This is nice." So yeah. I was hoping she'd be able to kind of see a little bit more. Anyways, going back to what's happening. Um, so my mom's long-term care home tested positive for COVID nineteen, and it was an employee who worked in the dining room, who most likely had a lot of interaction with not only other staff, but also serving food. It kind of, it really scared me. And my mom's condition um, with the progressed Parkinson's is it's not a good place to be um, at. So I think it's important to note as well that they have been in lockdown since the beginning of March, right? Yes. A long time. Yes. No visitors except staff. And Elena yeah. couldn't see, you know, you couldn't see your mom, right? No, exactly. So my aunt, my uncle and I, you know, collectively kind of talked about this. My uncle's a doctor. My aunt lives in Vancouver, just a few blocks away from me. She's, you know, she's got her condo by herself. Her boyfriend, Sashi, right now is in India. So he's doing some stuff with his parents for a few months. So my aunt basically took on the the decision to have my mom she drove out to Kelowna she went and picked up my mom they escorted my mom out of the facility nobody was allowed in and we decided to take her here to Vancouver so this is something that I've been fighting for a long time obviously is I've always wanted my mom closer because you know in between going between Dan and my mom and kind of dealing with that stuff can be a little bit it's it can be hard I've had a a couple hard years in terms of you know dealing with all this stuff emotionally but anyways so my mom is now a few blocks away from me I've been able to social distance drive by drop off some food for them that I've made um yeah, so my aunt's basically taking on this very brave role of being her her primary caregiver now. So, I mean, for, for me, that's huge. You know, um, this this is something that I've always wanted long before COVID was for my mom to be a bit closer. And so hopefully that stays. Yeah, that's amazing. And I feel like it's so meant to be, too. Like we were talking about the other day, like Elena's um, Elena's aunt is like super close to Elena. They have like a really special bond. And like your aunt and your mom adopted kids together from Russia. Right. So it's like it's almost that's right. Yeah. It's almost a chance for them to like bond again in a close quarters, which is so cool to me. It's just such a cool situation. How like a crappy situation like COVID, a super scary situation can bring people closer yeah I mean uh, yeah (laughs) it it is pretty crazy it's but you know like I said there's such a huge shift in the universe right now and we're all feeling it all the you know we are energy we're feeling that energetic power right now there's a huge shift mother earth is is really recovering and things are happening I think in our personal lives and our minds and uh, our bodies and hopefully 
I just I just hope my mom doesn't have to go away again. I guess that's what I'm I'm hopeful for, but we'll see. Yeah, and I feel like so, you're more in a position where you can actually um take kind of more of control with your aunt on that now and kind of, you know, you're the power of attorney. You can like facilitate her staying somewhere close by where it's like she's close to her family. And I think she's going to realize over the next little while while she is there and while she's seeing you that like she's not a burden, like she's part of the family. She's Mm -hmm. so special to you guys. Like she needs to be close by when she's, you know, when she has this disease, like there's only a matter of time before it's going to get worse. So you might as well live your best life close to your your people. right? Exactly. And you and I talk about that all the time. You know, living your best life. What does that mean? It means truly, you know, and I think COVID has proven this to us that you don't, you know, it's not about money. It's not about work. It's not about anything else other than really being able to connect with the people that you love and whether that's through virtual or you know connecting with the people that you live with doing that that work it's so important this is really our only chance at life so it's so important and i think that you know in general i think that people don't understand how tough quote work can be as far as interpersonal relationships and working on things like I think in general this is really pushing people's buttons but also giving people such opportunities to like see things in their raw form as far as like the way that you interact with your partner the way you interact with your family things are highlighted when you're in close confined quarters and you both are a bit anxious or you both are a bit Mm -hmm. crazy and it's such a cool little like opportunity but it's also tough and it's not something that you can just sugarcoat and say oh you know this is easy like I know Mm -hmm. Elena I have not like the past week has been insane for me like I for you know whoever knows me knows that I'm very I'm very much an, an empath but also very much like just in tune with my surroundings but almost too much and I absorb energies very easily and the past week I've really like felt the energy of the world as far as all the death that is happening right now. And it's been really, really tough because I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it almost activates that form of PTSD that I had after my partner's accident where I would wake up in the night and be like, is he okay? Is he dying? Am I dying? Mm -hmm. Is he going to be left alone? These crazy thoughts that are coming from Mm -hmm. the subconscious when you're sleeping, I literally wake up to them and it's been crazy the past week because I'm like, oh my God, I'm feeling this death energy from all of the discussion of death around us and all the people that are dying from this and the heartache that is happening in the world. And I'm like, okay, I need this to flow through me instead of stick to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's interesting, like handling your emotions when it comes to this in a new way and not being scared by it right and letting it pass through you to make you a better person yeah a hundred percent so anyway so that's what's new in current events for myself um dan and i plan to (laughs) plan to drive by my mom's place and give her a wave and you know from the window from our car so it's kind of nice it's nice than having to do that four hour drive so we'll see what happens right yeah that'll be really cool and you guys can always like go and like bring lawn chairs when it gets nice out and like hopefully the sidewalks will be clear so you can sit there and they can sit on their patio or whatever it looks like that'll be kind of cool yeah we'll see we will definitely see Let's put this episode on a momentary pause because we want to introduce all of you to another one of our amazing sponsors, Wishart Brain and Spine Law. Led by our personal mentor and lawyer, Robin Wishart, Wishart Brain and Spine Law is a uniquely specialized law firm located in Vancouver, BC. 
they focus their practice on complex spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury cases and work with clients all over North America as advocates and a much needed resource in the spinal cord injury community. Robin and her team look at their clients differently than most firms. You're not just a case. You're a person with a family, a life, and a purpose. Robin and her team are always looking for ways that they can help rebuild the best life possible for their clients by finding them the support they need for their recovery. This includes assisting with insurance and benefits paperwork, finding resources for home adaptations, setting up medical appointments with doctors and specialists, and of course, making sure that their clients are doing A-OK physically and mentally. Wishart Brain and Spine Law is proud to support WEGS of SCI. Robin is committing to helping clients and their family any way she can because she wants you to live a life and not a claim. Your first consultation is always free. So contact them at brainandspinelaw.com and make sure you mention that the WEGS of SCI sent you. So what's new in your guys' life? I know that Evan's injury anniversary is coming up. And can you tell us what you have planned and why this is important for you? Yeah. Um, do you think that I'm wondering if I should share the story about the mask? So, yeah, weird situation. So I haven't been out in a long time. I go out maybe once a week, if that. And, you know, it's it's tough for me to go because I feel like I'm putting my partner at risk. But when I do go out, I have three N95 masks that... Two of them I've had for years because I use them when I'm washing my dog because I have allergies to dander. And so I already had them. So I use them and then I got another from my neighbor. And so I wear these N95 masks out when I do go out um, because it just provides more of a barrier. It makes me feel a little bit less anxious. And um, I know that I'm not breathing anything in that's going to be harmful towards Evan. So I went out to go to the liquor store. And I put on my mask, put on my gloves, and I'm like walking down. I'm all, you know, I've, I have good energy about me. I'm going to go in the liquor store, grab, <laughs> grab enough wine and some mixing stuff for the next, you know, month or two um, or a few weeks. But whatever. I go in and I grab all my stuff and I go to the till to pay. And the guy at the till looked at me and he's like, can I see some ID? And I'm like, sure. So I hold up my passport. And my firearms license. Those are two like federal, federally recognized forms of ID. So I show him the ID and he just kind of looks at me and he's like, I'm going to need you to take your mask off. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, and I was super nice about it. I was like, you know, I cannot remove my mask. Like, first of all, it's very unsanitary because I put it on before I came in. You know, I'm going to wait till I get home to take it off after I disinfect it and remove it properly. I'm like, I have a high risk um, husband at home. He's a quadriplegic. He's got reduced lung capacity. And, you know, this is the first time I've been out in weeks. And um, you can see my face. Like, look, I held the ID close to my face. It looks exactly like me. You know, mm-hmm. my mask, my mask is only covering 20% of my face. Like it's, you know, nose and mouth. You can still tell. So anyways, so he just kind of looked weird at me and then he called his manager over Um, and I was like, is this really necessary? And he was very loud about it. He called the manager over. She came over, invaded my six foot space perimeter of of distancing. And she was like, ma'am, I'm going to need you to take your mask off so we can ID you for a few seconds. It's only a few seconds. We just need to see your face. I'm like, you can see my face. I'm like, you need to use better judgment. So I told her my story. 
about my quadriplegic husband. I told her while I'm wearing the mask, I told her that it's very unsafe for your staff, but also my health to take off the mask. And I wasn't going to do that just to pay for a booze order. Um, And so she was very rude, very loud. The whole store was looking at me. It was, she was talking to me like I was like stealing alcohol or something. It was crazy. So she told me that they have a new policy from the government because in Canada, our liquor stores are government owned. It's it's how we pay for our healthcare. Right. Right. For all of you who don't know. Um, she's like, we have a new policy from the government that says that you have to take your mask off to be ID'd. And I was like, ma'am, I'm wearing my wedding wedding ring. I have my passport and my firearms license here. It's very clear that I don't look under 19 years old. I'm like, can you please just use your discretion and just understand that, look, this is me. She wasn't having any of it. So she basically said it was like a pretty woman moment. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I got money to spend in here. And she's like, please leave. We have nothing for you. (laughs) So, So I left like covered in shame. I was like, I got to the car and I was like crying. I called, I think I called you. I called Evan. I was just like, this is insane. Um, And so I ended up emailing the head office and, you know, he called me back actually yesterday. What did he say? I was going to ask you, what was the follow up? Yeah. So he called me and he was like, he, the regional manager of the branch. And he was like, we are so sorry um, because of your complaint and because of what happened to you. um, I've left everything with the, he said the big guys. So whoever sits at the executive table to reassess the policies for identification, because he says that it looks like it's going forward. This is going to be the norm. And I said, you know what? It is going to be the norm. We're supposed to be wearing masks to protect others. You know, I'm wearing this mask to protect myself as well because it makes me feel better. And it is a, you know, a respirator. But I'm like, mm-hmm. it's about protecting your employees. I'm like, so you're telling me the government's telling us to wear masks when we go out, but then they're saying take them off so we can ID you, which defeats the purpose. So, well, and not and not to mention, you have asthma yourself, right? Right. So you are also, you know, you're wanting to protect yourself as well. And also by wearing the mask, you're protecting other people from you. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm protecting their staff. You want me to, they're standing in like within a six feet perimeter. So they're very much at risk. I could have coronavirus. I could literally have, have symptoms that I'm protecting them from. And I, Mm -hmm. that just, it didn't make sense whatsoever as to if this was a policy that he said it's not he said that they're reassessing how they identify identify people and how they you know and i'm just thinking to myself and evan was like so you're telling me it's more important to make sure you're not under 19 than it is to spread coronavirus like that doesn't make any sense yeah i mean i find it really interesting how the liquor store is still deemed a necessity Mm. right i mean it is in in terms of what you were saying that they're government run and that you know it's it's fueling the economy in terms of healthcare. so i I get it but like it's still so interesting right so it's government it's 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 done by the government and they're pretty much wanting the spread of coronavirus to happen in their stories just in the name of identifying someone. It's just so crazy. And I sent a photo to my brother and he was like, it's not like that doesn't look like you. He's like, you can fully tell that that's you. I'm like, I know. <laughs> crazy. Well, policy. Policies are there to appeal and change, right? Right. That's the whole thing. We always say that policy is there to change. And unless somebody, you know, brings that up, then we have outdated policy. And it doesn't I, really suit our times. Exactly. And so now I know I don't feel so like, you know, I, I didn't feel bad, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like, I hope that this facilitates some sort of change because there's a lot of other people that are even higher risk than us that are out and about that want to be able to wear a mask safely and not take it off. 
you know? Right, right, exactly. And I know we've heard a lot from our WAGS followers. There's a few ladies that have emailed us and messaged us that have been like, I am experiencing mask discrimination out in public. Like I'm getting eye rolls at people because I'm wearing an N95 mask because everyone is like, those are reserved for healthcare workers. But what they don't know is that, you know, I have this, I have a compromised immune system, but I'm also looking after my partner and I can't get him sick. And and nobody really knows the backstory. So those judgmental looks are just, it's a big issue right now. I think it's going to be an issue going forward too. I really think it's going to be an Mm -hmm. issue. Well, and again, I hope we're as as a society and humanity, I hope we're going to be able to kind of move away from making assumptions about other people. And, you know, we're, we're in this together. We need to work as a collective so we can all go back out collectively we have to work to stay home and to protect ourselves and others so we can all return back to our normal lives right i mean none of us asked for this but this is the way it is you know one more day for people to be out and and not following the rules and discriminating and you know spreading hate is another extra day that we're going to be in confinement so it's so true it's so true and it's just it really highlights the like naughty parts of society to me like the people that are just kind of like protesting or people that are just not wanting to stay home because they themselves are not at risk they're not thinking about the collective it's just it's really frustrating but Mm -hmm. I mean you know what are you going to do all, all I could do is email them and be like, listen, this is what happened. You need to know about this. And then at least there's going to be some change from this. So he said he would call me back when the new policies have been like uh, brought, Adjusted, yeah, yeah. Like brought down the chain to the stores, which is really cool. And so I'm, I think that's pretty awesome. So yeah, again, of course. another situation that happened for like the greater benefit. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, but, of course. That's good. Yeah. That's what we're here for. And we totally encourage anybody else who feels like, you know, when you see a policy that's not fitting the current times or specific unique situations that, you know, don't be afraid to speak up. You don't need to be mean or rude about it, but don't mm-hmm. be afraid to, you know, bring it to people's attentions. Policies are there in place to change, to yeah. appeal, to reassess you know, so it's so true. Bravo, And it can be empowering, right? It can be empowering. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be a negative thing. And then, yeah. And then, so I guess the other only thing that I'm doing right now, which is interesting is we had planned, um, my husband's six year injury anniversary. Like we we like to call them injuriversaries is coming up at the end of May. So first of all, can you explain before you get into what you're doing? Can you explain to people what an injury adversary is and why it is important. Well, I mean, I think it's different for every couple and every person that is injured, but I know a lot of us who were with our partners when they got injured and even not so if, if the injured partner celebrates this or not, um, the day that they got injured, we like to do something really, really fun and positive on that day um, in order to kind of, I don't know. Some people like to celebrate it as like a second chance at life that, that they right. were given. Right. That's right. I've heard people call it like life day. Yeah. And I mean, there's some people out there that really don't like to think about it and they're not there yet or they don't want to go there. And that's totally fine, too. Right. Um, and that's us. <laughs> that's yeah. us. We don't celebrate it at all. It's just another day. We try to kind of just move on and just 
whatever. Mm -hmm. But I really love when people do celebrate it because you guys do really fun things. And I think it's a good positive way to kind of like, you know, acknowledge what happened and and celebrate other things of, of life. Exactly. And kind of like, I know that whenever we celebrate it year after year, you know, this will be the sixth year that we're doing something year after year, we always like to sit down and make a list of what are we grateful for? What are we thankful for since this new opportunity and new change of life has happened. And, you know, it just kind of like puts things into perspective. And it's almost like a New Year's kind of like, we, mm-hmm. we do like goals and like, we'll just say like what we're grateful for, what we're happy about and you know, what we've learned this year. And it just we make it into a positive thing. But my husband, he loves to do like he loves he loves wine. Um, for those of you who who know him, he loves he's done the WSET course level two in wine. He's he loves wine travel. He loves wine tourism. And so this year we actually last year we went to Washington. Um, we went to Washington wine country, which is about half hour outside Portland. And we toured some wineries and we stayed there for a couple of days. And this year, our plan was to go to Portland and we were going to go to Portland City and stay in. We actually found an accessible Airbnb that is ADA accessible with an ADA accessible washroom for a reasonable price. And we were just like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're like over the moon. We're like, oh, my God, thank God we found this. So we have it saved for a later date, but we had to cancel because of COVID. Um, We can't go over the border. We can't travel. We're not going to go out. Right. So we canceled. And so then I'm, I was kind of like, okay, well, what do I do to like plan an at home celebration for his injury anniversary? Yes. And what did you find? (laughs) So so I got an email and I just wanted to say, um, for those of you listening who know me or members of my family, you might want to fast forward or tune out for this next Not part. <laughs> yeah, because it just it, it's it's a little heavy on the sex talk. And I'm fine about talking about that with people that I don't know that may be listening, but not with my family. So here's your warning. And here's <laughs> <laughs> and here's also a warning to those of you who don't want to listen to graphic content about sex um, or Frank talk about sex. We just like to put those warnings in so that people know. Disclaimer. Alert. Yes. Alert. <laughs> off right now. Get off of here. And I've had my little champagne so I'm fine so (laughs) so I get emails from this company this like sex toy company that I've ordered from in the past and they sent me an email that was like a big huge blowout get 80% off (laughs) 80% off clearance and I was like oh I might as well like look into this and just might as well just open it up and just check it out (laughs) yeah so I opened it up and I was like just looking at the stuff and I found this vibrator that it actually attaches to your underwear and there's a remote. <laughs> yeah, I've so seen those. yeah, I didn't even know that existed until I saw it. So like it attaches to your underwear and you just like wear it. It's like super flat. And Is then, there like a wire? No, there's no wire. It's Bluetooth. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. It's Bluetooth. So it has like a remote that you like can control like with a stylus or your finger, whatever. And so I was like, you know, I have been really trying to put more effort into like my sexual life over the past mm-hmm. year. I, I find that like as a full-time caregiver, 
you know, we're doing WAGs, we're doing podcasts, I'm doing website stuff. It's, it's so much that I'm kind of right. falling of into course. that excuse of like, I'm too tired and I don't want to put effort into it. It's tough because, you know, those of you out there who are WAGs, you know how much prep it takes to like have any sort of a sex life, right? <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. And it is, it is prep. It's a lot of planning. Yeah. It's not just like, Hey babe, let's just get, get it on. Yeah. You know, it's, there's no spontaneity really. If you actually want to get down to it, there isn't right. Right. So and for anybody who's listening who is religious, they are married. <laughs> this is they are in a married relationship. God allows this to happen in their home. He approves. Yes. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I mean, I really have tried I've, I've and I owe it to my husband. Like he really puts in a lot of effort himself and I feel like it's not reciprocated. So I'm like, you know what? I need to just go for it and like get this. So I ordered it. <laughs> and, then, and then this is just a side note. I actually Found, <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. I actually found a massive, it's like a real life sex doll that's like, it's $5,000. It's made of latex. It looks completely real. And her name is Mia, Mia the fantasy doll. And this doll, for anyone who's listening that hasn't seen one of those super high end sex dolls, it looked like a real person. I'm not even joking. So I sent it. you, yeah, you sent me the photos of it. I was like, oh my word, what is this? It just popped up on my phone, just a casual breakfast conversation. But to be honest, that was like a week of conversation between us and laughing so it was all worth it because I was like oh, <laughs> it was totally worth it I should get this for Evan two thousand dollars on sales like oh my gosh it was so funny so did um, you get it no I didn't get it <laughs> that's what we're all wanting to know uh, is no. it stored in your storage no, unit downstairs no. The delivery box would be as big as a Christmas tree. I, I think that would be hilarious. Um, but it was a week's worth of entertainment for us. <laughs> yeah, and I think it will continue for the remaining of COVID-19 <laughs> entertainment for us inside and yeah, and whatnot. But the doll actually looked very realistic. <laughs> like, it had, like, a little pooch. It did. It, it had, and you like, can position it in weird ways. Like, it could bend yeah. in ways. Like, they had photos of her, like, laying on her side in bed, laying on her back. And it was... It it looked so real that I was just like, I cannot even handle how funny slash crazy and weird this is. And we showed it to our partners and they were like, oh, my God, this is so weird. What? It's so realistic. It's it so is. realistic for anybody listening. Go check yeah. out Pink Cherry. Yes. Go pay, check them out and see what we're talking about. If you would like some entertainment as well. Yeah. It's or Mia. Or you can request a photo from Brooke. I'm sure she'll <laughs> she'll love to share that with you as well. Yeah, it's definitely funny. Um, so with, I, with, with a doll sitting on your couch, all dressed oh in nice God. clothing. So funny. And you know what? To each their own. If if any couple wants to spice up their life and they have, you know, $5,000 laying around, Mia is the answer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey. Um, so I ended up getting the vibrator with the, the Bluetooth. And that's awesome. Yeah. So then I, Evan can kind yes. of kind of vibrate you all day long <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because he's all into that stuff and I was like I he actually cornered me he was like sitting <laughs> this is like two days after I ordered it I had everything ordered I ordered him a pair of shoes and I'm gonna do like a I'm gonna do like a really nice like wagyu um mm. hanger steak we found wagyu 
beef, which is Japanese beef. It's like very, very marbled beef. Wow. Yes. It's Evan's favorite. And he, you know, we can't afford it normally because it's very expensive, but right. they have Wagyu hanger steak at this place in North Van that you can order for delivery. So I'm going to, I ordered some of that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I'm going to make hanger steak Lovely. on the grill. And then I actually was buying a really, really nice bottle of Chianti Classico to pair with that when I was you know, told to get out of the liquor store by that rude person. <laughs> so I don't have oh, the no. so I don't have the wine yet, but I'm gonna get some sort of wine. Maybe I'll take it from our Italy collection. But just kind of I'm just gonna make like a really nice like night in Italy with hanger steak in our apartment with nice Yes. Music. And you should do a Wags of SEI takeover that Oh yeah, too. that night. Ha <laughs> ha <laughs> hey so guys, see your hey new guys. toy. This is my vibrator. <laughs> and Brooks like talking in the middle of it. It's like <laughs> <laughs> no, but I honestly think it's so. I saw it and I was like, this is so cool for people looking to spice up their sex life. For guys that don't feel mm-hmm. like they have control, it's so true because then you put the control in their hands for a little while, and it's like they can buzz you whenever they want. And there's 12 settings, so oh god, it's yeah. like soft to like yes. drilling a hole in the pavement. <laughs> I know it's so funny so anyway so he so two days after I ordered everything we were sitting down we were having a cocktail for happy hour and he was like so he's like do you think that we should work together to plan um my injury anniversary since we're not going to Portland do you want to like figure out what we're going to do for it and I was like oh I've got that taken care of already and he was like oh he's like well can you tell me I'm like uh no I don't want to tell you he's like Brooke you can't keep a secret he's like you're gonna end up telling me oh, I'm like no. I'm like okay you're you right told him? <laughs> so I told him and he's he was so like as soon as I told him about the vibrator he was so sh- like he was so excited because he was like oh my god she actually is like putting more effort into being more Aww. like spicing up our life like he was he started blushing and he's like oh my god I'm so excited um, I also didn't tell him because I wanted to keep some element of surprise, but I ordered it was it was 80% off. It's like a, a French made outfit. Oh, that's like, so cute. It was like $20. I hope I hope it's like reasonable as far as quality. I hope it doesn't like fall off me, but I ordered that as well. So I'm gonna serve him his wagyu and his wine and make him feel all special in my maid outfit for his injury anniversary. <laughs> <That's> so cute. <laughs> yes, you should. I feel like, you know, I feel like it's yeah. so hard to spice things up in our situation sometimes. And I feel like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, me myself I have to put a little bit more effort into it than I do I can't just write it off like oh I'll tend to it later because it like it hurts his feelings and like I don't you know I don't want him to like he he says he always feels like he strikes out with me because I'm too like distracted or like he'll try to like touch me in a certain way and I'll just be like I gotta do this I'm busy doing that and it's it's tough right I think that's normal though honestly like not even spinal cord injury related it's like I think that's normal for a lot of couples because Mm -hmm. after you've been together for so long and you you know you know like every inch of each other's body and you know all these things that it takes so much like the mystery is almost out of it you know so it takes a lot of planning to have the mystery I mean mind you now that our partners do have a spinal cord injury there's a lot of mystery there <laughs> there are many mysteries okay you know can you have children can you not can you yeah. you know get a achieve a, an erection or ejaculate can you not so yeah. you know there's lots and lots there and sometimes you're successful and sometimes you're not so 
I think that's excellent. Um, maybe there will be a baby brook oh, or yeah. coming through. <laughs> no, definitely not. I can't even. Experience. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. We always, Elaine and I, always like we hear stories of women who have children and what children, and we're just like, how do you do that? Like we give so much props to these women that have superheroes. Kids. Yes, yeah. they are definitely. They're like the super, super, superheroes of our niche community for sure. They're like the mastermind multitaskers. That's how I see it. Is like you know. Yeah. Wow. I mean, we have dogs. I think that's enough. Mm -hmm. For now (laughs) it is. Yeah. For us, for now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. So I think that's kind of what's going on. And, and Alina, are we plan? Let's talk about what we're planning on doing with oysters next week. Well, we, Brooke and I used to um, really enjoy going out for oysters and wine when we had like a really nice celebration or, or something because we do live very close to each other. We live just mm-hmm. a few blocks away. Mm-hmm. And of course, since like everybody else, since the COVID-19 um, began, we haven't gone out. We haven't done takeout. We haven't really done anything, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So Brooke and I were thinking that we might, we haven't gone to parks. We haven't gone to beaches. We haven't done any of that. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking we would just park it somewhere with our lawn chairs or a picnic blanket mm-hmm. and order some oysters and bring, you know, bring our own very yes. socially distanced, bring our own blanket, bring our own oysters, bring our own bottle of wine and just kind of sit somewhere in the sun, maybe on your sidewalk. I don't know. We haven't really we haven't really discussed it that that close detail, but yeah, yeah and we were gonna we sit like across. And- yeah, we were gonna sit the, across the park from each other. And there, there's this amazing um, restaurant in Vancouver called Fanny Bay Oysters, and they have <clears throat> like a full seafood and oyster bar. And I went on their website a couple weeks ago, and they're selling oysters with a shucker. So they'll sell like two dozen oysters with a shucker included. So you mm-hmm. can literally get the oysters on ice, go and shuck them yourself so that you don't risk any sort of COVID contamination. And then now they're doing like parties for two parties for four. And they include bottles of wine because it just became legal in BC to sell wine and takeout during COVID. So I thought that'd be so cool. Like Elaine and I party for two, two dozen oysters, two bottles of wine, sitting like sunset, shucking oysters, 12 feet away from each other, or even farther, to be honest, like 20 feet away from each other. And just like, I just thought that'd be cool. Park. Yeah. <laughs> we have to find one. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we will. Hopefully we will. Um, maybe in a couple of weeks. We'll see. We again, nothing set in stone, but it would be really, really fun. We haven't seen each other at all um, since the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Except dropping things over each other's fences. That's right. When you grab the the little dumplings that I made the Russian dumplings and you left me your bread that was about it (laughs) yeah I mean it's all about finding new ways to connect with people and I think like you know it's it's sad but it's true this is going to be the norm going forward and because Mm -hmm. we can't risk exposing ourselves to anything and we can't risk exposing our partners to anything this is the kind of thing that we're going to have to do so I feel like it's like getting creative and I feel like yeah the details aren't fleshed out yet but I'm so down for doing that like bringing a picnic blanket or a yoga mat and sitting on there and just like watching the sunset and like having oysters like I just feel like it'd be so cute yeah exactly we just have to find the right isolated park Yes. Yeah. Because Vancouver is known for yeah. having very busy Ugh. beaches. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, guys. So, that's what we have for current events. We have yeah. current events, cocktails, and. <laughs> 
current events, co- cocktails, and COVID discussion. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this so is our latest no- podcast. <laughs> that's right. So thank you for listening to our personal conversations today. And thank you for joining us during this COVID outbreak. Stay safe and stay healthy out there. Yeah. And if you ever have any questions for us or you want to join us on any sort of discussion forum, um, email us wagsofsci at gmail.com or visit our website wagsofsci.com. We are still connecting women all over the world. And now is the time to be connected virtually. Um, we also are hosting Zoom meetups. Um, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't That's have, right. Yeah, we don't have specific dates, um, but we are occasionally hosting Zoom meetups and our ambassadors are hosting Zoom meetups that are actually really successful and it's really connecting. They're women. a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for tuning in and tune in next week when we release another podcast and we will see you then. Cheers. The advocacy and outreach group WAGS of SCI is currently a volunteer-based operation. We raise funds year-round to pay for date nights for our couples, essential medical supplies that our members may not be able to afford, mental health support for our WAGS including counseling, and our amazing meetups led by our volunteer ambassadors around the globe. If you feel called to support our mission, please visit our website wagsofsci.com or donate directly to the Wags of SCI GoFundMe page. We thank you for your support to help make this group possible and make a difference in the lives of SCI couples worldwide.